0: Welcome to the God is our Pop-Up podcast, where we love to talk about some fun and debatable topics in the Bible. We hope this podcast encourages you to dive deeper in your faith and seek God first.
1: What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the first episode of the God is our Papa podcast. Um, on this podcast, we're going to talk about some controversial topics within Christianity, maybe some misconceptions that believers have, and um, also just some non-believers on what they think of what Christianity is like. So we're going to talk about that, just going to have some uh, conversation. And we just want to encourage you all with this podcast to dive deeper into your faith, um, explore these topics for yourselves, ask questions, get into scripture, because this is what we're going to be basing our podcast off of, is just diving into scripture. And to find these answers, we're just gonna go to God's word to find that. And so, I wanted to start off by um, introducing everybody, and uh, we're gonna be talking about our testimonies, and then we'll hop into the podcast. So, Matt, go ahead.
0: Yeah. So, so everybody, my name is Matthew Garriga. I'm a senior at East Central University in in uh, Oklahoma. Play basketball here. I played basketball here. I hurt my back, so I don't play anymore. I'm a computer science major, and I'm engaged to be married to a beautiful woman named Tessa. We were getting married in May, so I'm really excited about that. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, I mean, my story, I grew up in a Christian home. Um, my faith was uh, given to me at a young age. My parents, I'm very grateful for the way they raised me, and um, we were in church every weekend. So I, I knew who Jesus was. I didn't really have a relationship with him. Um, For a while, I, I kind of got in the Word every now and then. And I understood the the basis of Christianity. And so this really went on for years, all the way through high school. I never really took my faith seriously. And then uh Cam, actually you invited me to CTF, my senior year of high school. Um and which is Christian Teen Fellowship. It's a ministry that we went to at Wiley. And um I got hooked up with uh, Tyler Marble and he really he really pushed me in my faith. He was a mentor to me and he still is today. Um he really pushed me in my faith and, and kinda gave me an opportunity to Dive into the scripture and, and understand what I believe, why I believe it, and how to live for it. And until then, uh, since then, mentorship has still been a big part of my faith. So, um, Thomas Freed and Chris Snowden, just two other names of guys that have just had big impacts on my life um, and, and in my faith. And so, a lot of the stuff we're talking about on this podcast, I'll I'll get ideas from them. Um, so yeah, I mean, now uh, I never really had like a, a one. One day where I gave everything to Christ. It was kind of slowly over time where I just realized that that God is the center of my life and I need to keep it that way. So now I'm the FCA president here at ECU. I, I um, run the FCA every Tuesday and I run the leadership team. So that's a that's a big blessing in the skies. And man, um, I just like to dive into the Word and, and get in it. So I'm involved in a bunch of ministries on campus, um, and that's kind of what my faith looks like now. That's just a shortened version of my testimony there. But um, Julian, you want to go ahead and share yours?
2: Yeah dude for sure. Um, Yeah so my name is Julian. Um, Quick little insight about my life. Um, I never grew up around like a a Christian household or anything. Like my mom um, believes in God but is not super religious. My dad's an atheist. Um, So I was never really um, introduced to the religious background, um, the culture of all that. Um, So going on through my Probably all the way up until high school, um, you know, Cam, Matt, like meeting them in middle school um, or Matt in elementary school, Cam in middle school um, and just slowly becoming more uh, involved in like church, I guess. So by the time junior year of high school hit, um, I would have told you I am a Christian um, and I do believe in God, but that's like the full extent um, of my faith. And then, uh, yeah, once junior year hit, um, me, Cam and Matt, we started getting, or we got into a friend group, um, that we're still, you know, friends to this day. Um, and just like kind of how Cam was to Matt and like pushed him and tried to, um, grab him towards that one organization called CTF. Um, same thing happened to me. Um, a girl named Aubrey, um, kept pushing, uh, for me to go to church and, to CTF um and with me back then I was very very shy um which is kind of contrary to now so I I was really shy really like skeptical at first um but Aubrey just kept pushing me um to go to church and to go to CTF with all these people I just met and like are just getting um close with so um just like Matt it wasn't like a sudden um I guess enlightenment of Christ and God and all that. Um it was just gradually over time, you know, being introduced to people like Tyler Marble, um, other dudes like Paul, um guys named Eddie, Nate, um, the list goes on. It's just all these people um were just so welcoming, um and were just great guides for me. So it was more of like a gradual um step into faith. So uh yeah, I grew up in the Dallas area with these dudes and I, I wanted to get out and go to a place where I could kind of like find myself and like kind of start new in my life. Um, So I chose to go to University of Arkansas, um, which I dearly love. So um, I am on track to graduating with a communications major um, and I'm very involved in Young Life. So I am a leader for Young Life Capernaum, which is like a special needs ministry, um, which I take like a huge passion for got introduced to that in like high school, um, so I've been an ongoing leader for about three years. Um, and you know, just involved in different organizations like Pine Cove, um, Young Life. I, me, Matt, and Cam, uh, we've been interns for that CTF church, but like for the camp that they do every year in the summer, um, it's only like a week long, but yeah, I would say the past four years of being a Christian. Um, I would say the first three years were very gradual. And then up until about, um, this past summer or two summers ago, I apologize. Um, that's when i like fully stepped and kind of got like a spiritual awakening, um, and started taking my faith extremely seriously. Um, so yeah, uh, Cam, you want to, yeah, so (laughs) I got you, I got you. Um,
1: yeah, so my name is Cameron Chishti. I am a junior at the University of Texas at Dallas. Go Comets, Woosh Gang. Um, so just a little bit about myself. i involved with student mobilization here at UTD. It is a Christian organization that is nationwide, and its purpose is to just help college students grow in their faith and just what practical steps um, that can look like in college as a believer. Um, And so that, as well as Delta Tau Delta, um, is the fraternity that I'm involved in. And those two organizations have really pushed me to uh, follow the Lord. And I'm just super excited. Just for the last few years, I'm also graduating May 2022 with a uh, degree in information technology systems. And so just a testimony um, about my life. Growing up, uh, my family had always been pretty religious going to church. we had these things called prayer meetings, pretty like brown thing. I am a Indian. And so just these prayer meetings that we would go to, we would go to someone's house. My uncle's a pastor. We would sing songs and um, just have food. It was just a great time of fellowship. Back then it was just so routine for me going to these things. And so um, I didn't really pay attention to the messages or I would just sing songs just because it was so routine. Praying was routine for me but I didn't really know the purpose behind it. And so in my mind, it was family quality time. It was pretty fun. Um, you know, just getting to see my cousins and hanging out, um, with them. I was not interested in the word at all. Like I said, everything was so routine to me. I felt that my faith was definitely something that I backpacked off my parents, off my family. And so, you know, just going to church, all these little things, um, was just something that I did every day. And it was something that was a part of my schedule just growing up. And so Growing up, um, I definitely backpacked off of their faith. And so um, also just a big misconception that I had in my mind was that just because I was doing these things, I felt that my heaven ticket was already punched for being a quotation marks believer, um, just for doing these things. And so that's what life was like um, before I really um, was able to accept Christ. And so the way that I heard about Christ, one of the earliest times that I can remember was um, in sixth grade, whenever this man named Alan Lohman, who's currently my mentor um, for since sixth grade, actually, that's how long he's been my mentor for. Um, I would go to his house. Uh, some of my friends growing up, my best friends, uh, Jeremiah, invited me to um, this random guy's Bible study with the church that he was involved with. And I was like, uh, I don't know, like, I don't know if I should really go to this. Um, but. I took up the opportunity because he was my best friend and I wanted to hang out with him. And so I went to Alan's house and there was a group of like, I'd say five to ten people. It wasn't too big at all um, at his house. And he just taught me like the basics of how to pray, how to get into the Bible, how to how to just uh, learn more about it. And so early on, I still didn't have the desire to Um, get into the Word and to pray and to just grow in my relationship with Christ. Um, And so that's how I heard about Christ for one of the earliest times, actually, and really being able to know the meaning behind um, all these different things that I was doing, such as praying, getting into the Word that I grew up with. And so when I turned and trusted in Christ, I feel like CTF, as Matt and Julian have already talked about, um, the the ministry that I was involved with in high school— it really gave me the opportunity to make deeper relationships with people and learn more about Christ. It was every Wednesday um, in high school, we got involved sophomore, junior year. And so that was a ministry that really helped me grow in my faith. And I had some mentors that I would meet with and um, that I looked up to in the ministry. And I would just look at their lives and notice how different that they were um, from myself and how they carried themselves. And so You know, they were just more happy, more outgoing, um, respectful, nice with everyone that they interacted with. And, you know, not to say that I wasn't, but just you could just tell the the difference in the way that they were living their lives and um, just the way that I was. And so my junior year, I was on the leadership team and that that was a big stepping stone for me where I started to understand God's vision better. Um, And summer going into senior year um, was at CTF camp, which is the camp that they have every summer. And that's where I believe I really gave my life to Christ and wanted to be a part of his mission. Um, CTF just really helped me. Um, on top of Alan's uh, teaching that I would meet with him once a week, um, it just really helps me understand um, the purpose of, of reading, of praying, of the God that we serve, and just all these little uh, nuances that really um, got me plugged in and engaged And wanting to uh, become a believer and just a better disciple, and how I could apply those things that I was learning into my life. And so, life since Christ, um, freshman year, uh, first semester of college at UTD was probably one of the hardest times of my life. Um, You know, just going away from the high school friend group um, and being in uh, first semester at college was super hard. UTD is not the most social school, it's very academic based. And so, it was really hard to make friends and um, just because everybody was just so into their studies. And so as a commuter, I commute, so I live at home, and I'll drive up to school. That was something that was super difficult for me because my schedule for that entire first semester of college was literally driving up to school, doing my schoolwork, coming back home, literally like no interaction. I wasn't plugged into any organizations. My community that I had in high school that, um, that I was so just involved with was gone, and so it was just like a new start, and it was super hard for me. It was really hard. And so I just felt myself away from God. Everything that I learned in high school, everything that I learned from you know my mentor, Alan, was something all of a sudden, something that I just lost and something that I just didn't have the desire to grow into anymore. So I felt like that semester was uh, a semester that I was definitely away from God, um, just living in the world and uh, just focusing on myself. Very, very selfish um, mindset that I had that semester. And so second semester of college spring semester of freshman year, I decided to rush the fraternity that I'm currently in. And I really didn't know what to expect um, from the fraternity. I've heard just, you know, just the common, um, I guess, uh, misconceptions or just views on what fraternity life is like and how, you know, that can really just pull you away from God even more and just how worldly it can be. And so I didn't know, but I didn't really care at all either because um, I just needed to get involved in something in my head. And I was like, I just will do anything to, um, just make some new friends and just join a group. And so that semester, um, I was able to meet some guys, Aaron Marks, James Mamentov, and those two guys were one of the only believers, uh, in this fraternity. And they were involved with Stuma at this point as well. They were both, uh, seniors at this time. I think James was a junior, Aaron was a senior. and so. Um, Aaron started discipling me, started pouring into me, and he really just put my life back on track as to where I was in high school. And um, that was, I'm just forever thankful for that. And it just made me realize the importance of community in life and how, you know, iron sharpens iron and how you're just supposed to be surrounded by believers. And just, I could also just tell the difference in my life whenever I was not surrounded by believers versus when I was And so just super thankful for uh, the community and DELT that I'm involved with, and I'm still involved with to this day, and just how God was able to make um, opportunity out of something that may not seem godly or something that just focused on worldly and partying and, you know, just the common conceptions that people have about fraternity life. But man, ever since then, I've just been rooted in community. Um, And that's all thanks to God, all glory to God for that, because I've found A great group of friends that want to grow alongside me, Um, especially these two guys right here. Um, We've still been in contact, still been pushing each other. And so just for thankful for them, thankful for the community that I have at UTD with Stumo, with Delt. And I've been able to just pursue God um, as God pursues us. And I haven't been perfect since college. I still fall into the temptations of sin but I've been rooted in my identity in Christ and I know what my mission is. I know my purpose is here on earth. And so I'm just thankful for that. And yeah, that's, that's a little bit about me.
2: Nice. Um, so I'm gonna quickly just briefly, just talk about how, um, all, all of us right here, how we all kind of met and how our group kind of started before we actually started talking about, um, our topic for the day. Um, so, i'll give some of my personal um stories with it and then like overall like how we became or i guess how we just came um to be where we are right now um so i mean we are from the murphy wiley area um cam is from Saxey, which is directly like north of wiley um and then murphy is um all right i apologize Saxey is directly south of wiley and then um Murphy is west of Wiley, so me and Matt grew up in the same neighborhood. Matt moved here when he was, I think, in about third grade. Um, so we we've known each other since elementary school. Um, and then me and Cam, we've had similar friends growing up. Um, and like I think we knew of each other, but we didn't become close until middle school. Um, and then we were um, personally related, and pretty much everything. Um, after that, same with Matt. So. Um, as years went on we just were around the same people I guess we were interested in the same things Um, we were the stereotypical like teenage kids like love playing sports we sports and video games um, and just hanging out and having a good time that was a lot of what we were about Um, and that that was pretty much the whole uh, our whole backbone of our relationship until about junior year, um once we started taking our faith, uh, or at least my faith more seriously. Um and I, I think like after that, once we started getting involved together in like CTF, um and church and young life and um all that type of stuff, we became um we 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 just started holding each other to a higher standard and like through accountability. Um so this is uh pretty funny but our our group chat name is God is our Papa and um, me, Matt and Cam, uh, I think I can speak for um, all of us three, but I would say the past like five, um, five-ish years, uh, at least Cam and Matt to me have been some of my closest friends. Um, so we, we've kind of been just closely like connected. Um, so we, we made a group chat a while back um, and our, Everyone here will, um, I guess, pick up on our sense of humor, but um, we like to joke around and uh, laugh a lot and mess with each other. And um, so (laughs) our group chat name is God is our Papa, because we were just trying to hold true to that sense of humor. Um, So we were just coming up with like the funniest, weirdest names. Um, So... (laughs) We, we like to say things weird. We like to just say weird things in general. So that's kind of how we landed on God is Our Papa. Um, so we just decided that that's going to be our, our podcast name because that's kind of our roots of our relationship um, or where it took a turn um, on that accountability level. So, yeah,
1: I'm, I'm going to add something real quick as well. We've actually had this group chat since like junior year of high school, right? Is it junior year? Yeah, it's been, it's been like sophomore th- year like four or five years now it's been crazy but it literally started as like a group chat obviously like we've been boys for a minute now but we we were all in the same physics class i don't know if that's when it was that when it started physics yeah class? i think that's
0: when it started yeah
1: yeah. Mr. Rogers literally, literally started off as like sending like homework and like lab stuff in there and um then it turned into like you know us getting closer throughout the years talking about just like you know hangouts and like <clears throat> when we should like you know, when we should uh, just hang out with each other, be with each other. Um, And then it just kept getting personal and personal, like as the years progressed. Um, We started our own Bible study um, in high school. And so that was just like a little um, planning group chat that we had in there. And we've had it since. We've been accountability partners since uh, junior year, senior year of high school. And so the group chat is still running like five, six years strong now.
0: Yeah, dude, I forgot about our... Bible study in high school that was so fun, but I look back on that now and I'm like, what were we doing? Like we were such babies in our faith, but we were just yeah. trying to get more people involved, and I think that was just a big testament to to who we were as a group. Because I mean, I'm gonna add to this, but this group chat has been a big part of my faith. Um, we encourage each other. I mean, pretty much daily now, but for a while we would send our, our quiet times in there just to keep each other accountable that we were doing them. Because um, so I'm a very consistent person, so I'm very good about. Um, am consistently doing my quiet times and so I try to encourage other people to do that and then when I struggle with other things man as soon as temptation hits me or as soon as something hits me I go to that group chat I'm like hey boys pray for me or hop on the phone um man something's going down I need some advice like these are my these are my go-to guys these are my best friends and I'll stick to that for till I die um yeah but if you guys Dude, have anything uh, else to add we can hop in
2: yeah one more thing to add on to that that's like I think obedience is huge, um, in your personal relationship with God. Um, and yeah, pretty much to piggyback off of what you just said, Matt, like that, that, uh, Bible study and this group chat and everything, um, with me being like a new Christian at that time, like that was so important for me to just like, you know, send in by or send in quiet times, um, or to, i guess send in like a message when we're in, under temptation or when something's like running across our mind and just challenging one another on obedience i think that's what has really like uh i guess spiritually matured us in a way um and just like it just kept pushing us to a higher standard of what being um a christian is so that it it was super huge and important and meaningful to me so
0: preach bro yeah i Community is a huge part of my faith. Mentorship and community are, are big. And so I think, you know, if you don't have that community, this is this is my encouragement to you is to find that because these two guys are with me forever. And I know that no matter, we all live in different states now, but we're still doing this together. We're doing life together because these are authentic relationships that we've built. So today, our topic, we're actually going to hop into um, predestination. So First of all, before we get into it, I kinda of wanna define predestination. It, it it boils down to one question really. Are you predestined or is it man's choice of salvation? And I'm gonna answer that question right off the bat. Yes, to both. Uh and we'll get into that in a little bit, but Cam, if you wanna um kind of hop into the words that you wrote down, that would be very beneficial to us to just define some some key words gonna be using throughout the podcast. Yeah, for sure. Um
1: so I have four words right here. I have predestination, election, free will, and foreknowledge. And like Matt said, I think it's going to be important to define these words before we start discussing it so y'all can get an idea of what these words mean if y'all don't already have a um, definition for them. Or maybe you have misconceptions about some of these words and what they mean. And so I just wanted to explain them uh, to y'all. And so predestination is literally to predetermine or preordain destiny. Um, literally means to mark beforehand the focus is not on salvation but on conformity to Christ and God's will being completed and so we like I said at the beginning of this podcast um, we will have opinions on these topics but we aim to get all our information uh, from scripture and from God just from God's word and so you know just a little side note if we like say something controversial or something, you know, maybe it's just like a part of our opinion, but we want to try and give you all the best message and um, just from the word of God and like what he says. And that's what we try to form our opinions based off of. And so that's predestination. And so there's a verse that goes with predestination. It's Romans 8, 29 and 30. And it says, for whom he foreknew, he also predestined to become conformed to the image of his son, that he might be the firstborn among many brethren. So that's predestination. The second word is election. God's free will in choosing man, almost always used of those already saved. The elect uh, means the saved, and it's usually translated to the word chosen. And so a verse that goes along with that is Colossians 3:12. And so, as those who have been chosen of God, holy and beloved, put on a heart of compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Uh, the third word is free will. This term is not used in the Bible, but rather is a term man has used to describe a concept that seems to be implied in the Bible. Um, it's defined as the ability God gave us to make moral decisions. And the last word is foreknowledge, and it is seems to mean knowing beforehand, but also assumes a relationship. And the verse that goes with that is 1 Peter one twenty, For he is foreknown before the foundation of the world but has appeared in these last times for the sake of you. And so, so those are uh, our four words relating to this topic of predestination and free will. And um, just what scripture has to say about that.
2: Yeah, that was good, Cam. Um, where those four words are kind of branching out of is um, which we pretty much just went over was predestination and free will. In um, other words, for those are pretty much Calvinism and Arminianism. <laughs> uh so Calvinism is God, not man, determines who will be the recipients of salvation. Um, Arminianism is the crucial point where man will play a decisive role. Thus, man, not God, determines who will be recipients of the gift of salvation. So um, I would say where I lie on that, I, would, I think that there is predestination in um, certain aspects of the Bible, in um, certain aspects of life, um, and just a history of, of I guess, mankind. Uh, but I also do believe at the end of the day that we do have free will, and I think God um, is still sovereign through that, which I can elaborate more on later. But Matt and Cam, what do you all think?
0: Yeah, Julian, I kind of agree with you. My views fall more on the Arminianistic views. So Calvinism, Arminianism are different um, viewpoints, or I guess you'd call them belief types. But mine definitely fall more on Arminianism in that it's uh, it's it's both ways. Um, man has to make a choice, uh, but God knows who's going to make the choice beforehand. So that's my views, and we can we're going to make a case for for both sides for man choice and predestination here in a minute. But um, Cam, what, where where do you lie on this?
1: Yeah, I actually lie more on the Calvinism side, and I just wanted okay, okay. to give um, just the people listening and y'all as well. Just like an analogy. Um, So Calvinism and Arminianism are two uh, different views. Um, And so you can picture it like a football field. And so Calvinism is on one sideline. Arminianism is on the other sideline. Anything in between on the field is fair game. So there might be some points where you fall more into Arminianism. There might be some points where you fall into Calvinism. Um, You know, you can be, you can lean more towards one side, but you may have different um, viewpoints that are from both of these belief types, and so I lean more towards Calvinism. Um, like Matt said earlier to the question, it is yes, um, it is both um, both belief types on free will and predestination. Um, I just lean uh, more towards the Calvinism side in that um, you know God is sovereign, and I believe that He does have um, an elected group of people, um, and He predestines um, you know like who he thinks is going, or who he, um, chooses to be saved. Um, but at the same time, just as important, we play a role in our relationship with God and, um, you know, we, um, are to accept the gift, the free gift that he gives us.
2: Yeah. Uh, Cam now quickly to, I got a question for you real fast. Um, you, you pretty much said that we, we pretty much have an invitation to accept um, I just want to hear like why do you think we even need to accept an invitation if we're already pre like predetermined? You know? Yeah. That's good, man.
1: Um so like like I said, in scripture, talks about free will, talks about election, both of those. So God has chosen his people. But at the same time, this is where the Arminianism Arminianism belief falls into, is that you know, it says in Romans 10, 9 through 10, if you declare with your mouth that Jesus is the Lord and believe good. in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Um, and so, but it is a gift of God that we have to accept, um, that he gives to us. Um, and despite us being predestined, that's where it can get a little bit confusing, a little bit just mind boggling. But I think that it is our choice to still accept that gift that gives us. But like, that's a good, that's a great question. Is definitely something that um is stated in the Bible on just both topics. Um and so some people can have different interpretations, but those those are just my thoughts on that.
0: Sweet. Yeah, that was good, Cam. I was definitely gonna go to Romans ten, nine through ten on that one. Um but we can now hop into to man's choice versus predestined kind of uh, we have some scripture here. So um in John one verse twelve it says but to all who did receive him, who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. All right, and so we'll go into the next verse after this, but um, this is another analogy in Scripture. Matthew uh, 14, verse 22, 33, it's the story of Jesus walking on water, and um, Jesus asked Peter to come out onto the water. And at this time, it is, it is Jesus that's allowing Peter to walk on the water, but Peter has to trust it. You know, as soon as he started doubting, he started sinking. Help me, help me, you know? And so I think that's a big thing right there. is it's kind of two ways in the same thing. You guys have anything to, to add on to that?
2: Um, yeah, I, I really like um, that, especially that that Matthew verse, um, because me and one of my buddies up here, Kyle, we were kind of talking about this this past week, or that verse in particular. Uh, that's why I really believe that it's up to like god gives man the i guess the decision um to, like i guess to make to trust in jesus and that can kind of be seen in that scripture right there like how exactly like what matt said when um peter walked out on water he didn't have to um, since we are broken we are sinful um sometimes um man will think that they know best over god and Peter could have done that right there. Like Peter could have been um, like he saw Jesus walk out on the lake and he thought it was a ghost. Um, and all all he had to do was like, no, like, why would I walk out on the water? Like I would have better chances of survival on this boat. Um, so Jesus pretty much told him to come out and join him on the waters um, and pretty much given him the decision to that. Like Jesus didn't force him. He didn't say, I will condemn you if you do not come out in this water. You said, um, come to me. And then exactly like what Matt said, when his faith was a uh, question right there, that's when he started to slip and fall. But Jesus at the end of the day um, grabbed onto us and um, held us true to that. So um, I really like that verse.
0: Yeah, that's good. And while we're on the topic of water, I have a kind of an analogy here for, for predestination just to try and clear it up a little more. This is, this is kind of what I had to wrap my head around. Uh, one of my mentors gave me this analogy here. So so God throws us a life raft, right? And it's up to man whether or not we hold on to a life raft. But predestination is God knowing who is going to hold on to life raft and who isn't. So God knows beforehand who's going to accept his gift, even though we still have to accept it. Does that kind of make sense, guys?
2: Right. So w- would you say like predestination would mean in that analogy that God throws out a life raft and he would make you grab it? And then free will is he throws out a life raft and then he gives you the choice to grab it? Is that how you would describe that?
0: Um, I, I'd be hesitant to describe it like that. I, I would just say that predestination is God knows who's going to grab it and not. Free will, yes, we have to make the choice to grab it, mm-hmm. but I don't think like God's never going to force us to. Jesus in the Bible never forced anybody to believe in him, to my knowledge. Um, But, yeah, I think it's just God knowing who is and who isn't going to hold on to him.
1: Yeah, I think also, just to add to that, there's like a difference in knowing who's going to grab onto it and making somebody grab onto it. And so, yeah, just to like clear that up, I think, um, you know, God throws us the life raft and he knows, like, for example, that you're going to grab onto the life raft. But he's not going to make you grab onto the life raft, if that makes sense. And so Mm -hmm. just to add, it's just like, you know, God has chosen his holy people, but through his grace, we're given the ability to have free will. And so God is fully Mm, sovereign, but at the same time, he still allows us to have free will. And so that's how I would just describe it.
0: Yeah, That's good. All right, we can move into the, uh, the the second verse now of John 1, 12, and 13. So I'll read 12 again. It says, But to all who did receive him, who believed in his name, he gave the right to speak of children of God. Verse 13 says, Who were born not of blood, nor of the will of flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. And so there's tension right there in Scripture. So I mean, verse 12 says it's our choice whether we believe in him. But verse 13 says we were born of God so we and i think there's a lot of these topics in scripture like we have to be okay with not understanding everything so if julian if if i gave you the choice to create this to create your ideal god would you want a god who you understand his every move you can put him in a box and he's not as, not that powerful would you have an almighty all-powerful god that you may not understand everything who controls everything what would you choose
2: I would choose the God that is and who has control of everything, um, and who's not in the box. And I'm okay with not knowing, um, at the end of the day, what his intentions are, what his will is. Um, That's something I've pretty much done like a lot of research on. I guess um, ever since stepping into my faith, um, that we don't know all the answers. This is one of the things where this whole topic. Um, I mean, it, it's kind of interpretive because there's parts in the Bible um, where it talks about predestination, which we've, we've kind of talked about a little bit. And then also free will, how salvation is a gift from God to us, um, like through Jesus. Um, but to get salvation, it's, a, it's our decision to choose if uh, we accept that life raft or not. So I, I like to think it, it, it kind of comforts me at the end of the day, to know that we don't have all the answers. Um, and if we're broken, like, if we're broken people and, like, born into sin, like, I don't think we should know the answers to everything. So, yeah. and God does, and I can take comfort in that.
0: Yeah, that's good. That That's where I was trying to get out there. Like, we just have to be okay in and, um, and being still and and not understanding every move. Um, so there's a lot more we could talk about that, but do you guys want to try to hop into the book of life cam do you you want to try and tackle that topic?
1: Yes, real quick, just before since we're still on this topic real quick um and knowing that you know God is um he is bigger than we could ever think of he We will never be able to grasp the entire knowledge of who he is and what he can do um I think it's very common for us to put God in a box and be like you know this is God like you know this is what he does this uh, like we say this about him um and so i think we like people do that like all the time but he is just too big to comprehend we will never be able to understand that and so just a quick analogy that goes off that um i'm going to ask you like a couple questions and y'all let me know um just like an answer it's just like a super simple question but um so does god know the day you're going to die That's
0: a tough God, question. That's a say? very tough question. I, he's all knowing, um, and so I would I would like to say yes. I I believe that he has a plan for my life, and so he's going to call me home when he wants to. Well, I
1: agree.
2: Exactly. I I agree with exactly what we said.
1: Yeah. So the the answer is yes. I believe as well that God knows the day we're going to die. Um. So second question: Could you die a day sooner?
2: No, yeah, I don't think so.
1: Okay, right? Because if God, you know, knows the day we're gonna die, it's a set date, then there would be no way that we could die like sooner because He already has the day that we're gonna die. Right. Um. So, question. I guess I can just answer this. Next question would just be, then why do you eat? The answer is simple. It's just to live. Eating is something that is an essential part of life. We need to eat to live to stay healthy. Um. And Wait, so, let me let
0: me ask you a question real quick. Yeah. So. God knows the day that we're gonna die. Mm-hmm. Uh, we as believers we understand that. Does but my question is, does God know the day that non-believers are gonna die? The people that don't know Him are gonna die.
1: You know, I would say that um, I would say yes to that answer. Um, yeah, I'm
0: leaning more towards yes. i will just curious what your thoughts on that were.
1: Yeah, uh, God is you know He's a creator of all of all mankind.
0: Um, Author of life, creator of life, Lord of lords, king of kings.
1: Preach, preach. Um, I just think that, you know, despite those non-believers not having a relationship with him, I still think that he knows the day that they're going to die, regardless of if they believe in him or not.
2: That's just my opinion.
1: I wish I could maybe just find some scripture on that, but... I can definitely like look at that later, but that's just my initial thoughts without really doing any research on the topic.
0: Right. Yeah. That's good. Sorry to interrupt. You keep going. I'll just popped into our head. I had to ask.
1: Yeah, you're good. You're good. Um, so yeah. Why do you eat to live? The uh, means of eating is essential. Um, and so from this point on the illustration, we can easily and uselessly get into the realm of the hypothetical, keep asking questions, keep doing that. And then, so suppose I do not eat, then what happens? You'll die. Because eating is essential, like we discussed, and so would that be the day God planned that I should die? These are questions that don't that don't need to be asked or asked or answered. Just eat, and so that's just the analogy. Um, you know, sometimes we don't we don't we ask unnecessary questions and keep um, bringing these hypotheticals in, um, which I think can be a good thing because it can like really help us learn and maybe like result of scripture to look at that. But some questions are just. Um, just to not be answered and just be simple as, you know, just eat, just follow the Lord wholeheartedly. So that was just my analogy real quick. That's good. I
0: like that. That's good. Yeah. Um. So this book of life topic, Uh. we're going to flip over to Revelations 20 real quick. In verse 15, um, it says, and if anyone's name was not found in the book of life, he was thrown to the lake of fire. Um, man, so the book of life, if your name wasn't written in it, but the real question is, when was the Book of Life written? Right. And the answer to that is in Revelation 13:8, where it says, "And all who dwell on earth will worship it, and everyone whose name has not been written before the foundation of the world in the Book of Life of the Lamb who was slain." So, that answers our question: that the Book of Life was written before creation, before the foundation of the world. So that that goes. That's kind of what I use to um, back up my Arministic beliefs, Arminianistic beliefs of. Um, God knows who's going to hold onto life raft and who's not because he's written in the book of life. What are your guys' thoughts on that?
1: That's good. I was just going to ask, um, I guess like how that justifies your Arminianism beliefs. Um, if it, if it's before the creation of the world, maybe I'm confusing and you can explain it, but if it's before the creation of the world, the foundation of the world, then wouldn't that lean more towards the Calvinistic beliefs and that God is sovereign and um, he knows already who is going to be predestined. So the names are already written because the Armini- Arminianistic beliefs, that's a tongue twister, man. I can't, I cannot mm-hmm. say that. But uh, The uh, Arminianistic beliefs are dependent on man's um, effort to gain salvation and him accepting um, Christ. So I just want to know your thoughts on that or maybe if I am confusing the question
0: or scripture. No, you're not at all. Uh, I think it can be backed t- to use um, Calvinistic beliefs as well, because it was determined before creation. But I, I also, I also struggle to to put full Calvinism into effect here, because yeah, the book of life was written before time, and if your name's not in it, you're thrown into the lake of fire. So it says in scripture. But I think that the book of life is written because God knows who's gonna choose. I think that God has a plan for everybody before the world was created, and so I think right. that He knows what your life is going to look like. He gave us His free will to choose, and so He knows who's going to choose to follow Him and who's not. And so that's why I think the Book of Life is based off of. And that's just my personal opinion. I I don't like to give yeah. my opinion that much, but you're you're right. Uh, Revelation 2015 can can uh, be used for for both sides of the of the spectrum here, and and that's more tension in the Bible that we have to be okay with.
1: That's good. Yeah. And, uh, Julian, I'll let you talk after this real quick just to get your input. But I just wanted to say that, um, whenever you're making these decisions and, you know, choosing what side you're going to be on Calvinism or Arminianism, like what side you're going to be, um, you know, looking at scripture, asking questions uh, with your community, doing research yourself, going into scripture, um, will really reveal, um, to you what God's will is. And maybe you can just learn, um, just more on the topic and what side you uh, fall on. And so these are just our opinions, just once again stating that. Um, and it's a decision that, you know, everybody's going to have to make on what side you
2: fall on. And so, yeah, Julian, you can go ahead. Yeah, um, just to quickly clarify, the, the question was about uh, the Book of Life, right?
1: Mm-hmm. Right, yeah. So Matt was just saying about uh, right. Revelations 2015 um, backed up. Calvinism, I mean uh, Arminianism. Sorry, and I just thought that it was more um, Calvinism rather than Arminianism. But he explained his point and just what your thoughts were on that verse.
2: Yeah, um, that that's one of those things where, um, like I said earlier, like I I believe at the end of the day, due to um, like points in the, in the Bible where uh, it talks about like salvation is through uh, you know faith and us like making that decision but then also i said i do believe in there's uh pre i guess predestined aspects of the bible um that's also one of them where um god writes in the book of life pretty much the names of like the followers and i guess the unfollowers um and that's one of those things where to be honest i don't i don't even know because i'm like it, it it goes into one of those questions where it's like, what's the motive of God? Like, we don't know. Um, and to quickly, I'm sorry, I'm gonna sidetrack a little bit right here, but I would say that a lot of people will separate the word sovereign, because that means uh, supreme power, um, and I guess controlling influence, um and then if you have if God is all sovereign if He has supreme power and He has complete authority over everybody, um then that must be the opposite of free will, um and I believe that there can be both. So that pretty much where I'm going with this is like I don't know God's motives in this. Um, like Adam and Eve, for example, um, those were the first humans um, that God I guess created, um, and that tree which had the apples on it. Um, like why, if God um, didn't give us, I guess, free will, why would he put the tree there in the first place? Like, mm, why, why why would he let Adam and Eve even pick the apples and eat it in the first place? Um, you know, like I, I think right. We don't know the reason for that. Um, I'm that's one of those things where I just don't know.
0: Yeah. Let me let me back, back on that, Julian. And we gotta admit that that God is a choosing God. So this is right. more Calvinism views here, but God chose Noah, God chose Abraham in the old testament. I mean, God chose Jesus. Like he he chooses these people to do his will. And so we just we can't deny the fact that he's a choosing God. So Um, there's definitely some, I think you're right, Julian, there's some predestination and there's some free will and it's all infused, but at the end of the day, I don't, I don't think which side of the spectrum you fall on is going to determine your salvation. And this is our heart in the podcast. We don't want to push our views on people, um, and say like, you need to believe this or you're not going to get to heaven. I think that these are just fun topics to talk about that don't really have big determine our salvation. You know, we understand that Jesus is Lord and that God raised him from the dead. And so I think those are that's that's the big thing of Christianity here, but but we like to dive into scripture where um where we just have fun and talk about these things. So yeah, I mean that totally
2: like yeah. uh in uh John fifteen, um pretty much John fifteen, four and five, um uh, that's the parable I guess of Jesus talking about remaining in him. Um uh, mm-hmm. which here I can read for y'all just so we have that. That context, um, let see, John 15, 5, says, Jesus says in, okay, so this is 4 through 5. So, remain in me as I also remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. Um, so... Mm-hmm that uh yeah that's pretty much jesus calling us to remain um and i think pretty much what i was going over earlier about like sovereignty and free will um i hear it and i don't know about y'all too as well but i i often hear that sovereign like the term sovereign and free will are i guess polar opposites or or even they're just compared to each other um And I've kind of, like, looked a lot into this, um, and one thing that I keep coming across, um, and and I'm not going to, like, claim this as in, like, this is true, but this is kind of, like, what um, I've seen a lot lately, and it kind of just picks apart at your brain a little bit, so I'll just share that. Um, It says, uh, between sovereignty and free will, uh, God's sovereignty is the call, and our free will is the answer to the call. So kind of like the life raft analogy earlier, it's like God throwing us life raft is his sovereignty. He has complete control of the situation, um, but it's our choice. He, he lets us, I, I think that's a beautiful aspect of God in which I believe is that um, when it comes to like free will and, and stuff like that, like I think that's the beauty behind that is um, instruction requires obedience um, and a call requires an answer. And in in that verse with John, um, John chapter 15, how Jesus calls us to remain. He doesn't make us remain. He calls us to remain. Um, And it's up to us to answer that call. So that's why he says that you're going to be withered away if you're not a part of his vine. So that's kind of just one thing I kind of wanted to share about sovereignty and free will.
0: That's really good, Julian. Cam, you got any thoughts on that?
1: No, I've actually I've heard the verse before. It's one of my favorite verses, and it's really, um, I guess, convicting and encouraging to um, really just remain in the vine and, you know, the product of remaining in, in God is bearing fruit and what that can look like in our lives. And so I've heard the verse before, and um, I think Julian's explanation of just the sovereign free will um, really just makes it clear and understandable to uh, comprehend. Um, I think that just put it in like some, he just dummied it down for us and it sounded, it sounded great. And um, I think I was just able to get a better, better understanding uh, of what those two terms are and how they interact with each other.
0: Yeah, me too.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, pre- pretty much. Uh, I'll just wrap up my thoughts on everything. I uh, just, I guess what predestination and, um, free will i guess like where we're going with this on this podcast is we don't have i i think a lot of the times uh like we like to talk about topics to where we don't have like 100% answers to and i True. think this is one of them so this is kind of us just like picking apart um i guess the different aspects of predestination um the sovereignty of god the free will upon man Um, And I guess trying to find the silver lining uh, between all of these. So uh, one thing I kind of want to just say pretty much to end my, um, I guess my perspective on it is um, God's sovereignty or God's sovereign actions um, and calling us and drawing us to salvation. And uh, God has a God-given free will to respond by faith and belief um and surrendering surrendering to him um and i think they're this two sides of the same coin so um as not thinking of them as opposites i think it's better to think of it all um like all different branches from the same vine that makes sense so that's good yeah i just wanted to backpack
1: off that real quick for my closing thoughts um yeah, I think it's super important. Maybe another common misconception that you can hear is um, doubting your faith, doubting your beliefs is um, a bad thing and is something that you should stray away from. But I think uh, scripture actually just tells us the opposite. I think it's good to have doubts. I think it's good to have, doubts. Um, I think it's good to have um, questions about your faith because um, it just leads you to dive into scripture, uh, go into God's word, and to really just be able to find the answers or the doubts that you may have on some topics. So I think it's uh, always just super important to um, do that. And I just wanted to say that it's normal to have doubts um, on your belief and just going back to the analogy about, um, you know, about eating and um, what God has to say about that is just, you know, some questions are made not to be answered. Um, And I think it's just important to, like the analogy said, just eat. Um, know that God is sovereign know that God is good he has a plan for all of us and um yeah so those are my closing thoughts on on that
0: yeah it's good and to piggy to, to piggyback off that I mean just eat I mean in John 4 we'll the well story Jesus has this living water and um if you drink it, you'll never thirst again and he has this food that he claims the disciples know nothing about um and he said doing the will of the father doing the will of the one who sent me is a uh, is food and and that satisfies guys. So if you do have questions, if you do have doubts, like those are great things, but don't steward those the wrong way. Steward them in a way where you ask somebody about them, or you, I mean, go to Google. Google has a lot of good resources, but make sure you're getting it from reliable places. Go to your Bible. and Bible is the first place you should go, and then then go ask somebody. And so I think that's a very good point, Cam. Uh, questions and doubts are so common, but it's it's what you do with them that that really make it so. Thank you guys for tuning in to our first episode. Um, we'll have many more to come, but we enjoyed it. So thank you guys.
2: Totally. Oh, thank you all. Have a good one. Peace.